Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And we're also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from Winkies. We're now able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Please visit our website, ellenbecker.com, for more details and information. My guest today is Jim Larson and Todd Feltz, and they are both here from a company called Health Markets. And I thought it'd be a great time of year to start talking insurance. And uh, before we get into the details with Medicare and insurance, I want to take a moment and talk briefly about the whole insurance industry. And uh, what was interesting in preparation for today's show, I read quite a few publications on the topic and learned quite a bit. And I thought I might share with the audience today what I learned. I learned, to no surprise, that in the United States, we have something called chronic illness or chronic diseases. And some examples of that are heart disease, diabetes, just to name a few. These illnesses, as we all know, have some genetic component, but there's also a significant behavior element to these illnesses. And I bring that up because in the past, I've had radio shows that revolved around preventative care and making healthy choices with your diets because insurance is a huge part of financial planning. Oftentimes when people are retiring, they'll forget, oh yeah, I've got these new insurance premiums to pay and now I have co-pays and deductibles, and it's all part of their income need during retirement. And one thing I share with my clients when they walk through the door and we have that conversation is, you can't do anything really with premiums, but you can control co-pays and deductibles by making healthy choices and being as healthy as you can. So we've talked about that. Um, the other interesting aspect in the insurance industry is technology. There are now apps and sensors that can monitor an individual's blood pressure or glucose level. So it's amazing how we're able to monitor those chronic illnesses and really help people minimize costs around care on that. Think of the data and the electronic health records that we have. So for the first time, doctors in multiple areas can view somebody's electronic health records and make recommendations and diagnoses versus repeating tests and going through uh, examinations. And for the first time, consumers are becoming empowered to make choices. And we're going to get into some of those choices in just a moment. I also want to talk about some of the great successes that we as residents of the United States enjoy um, we have great rapid access to what you need. If you need a doctor or some care, you can walk in 24 hours a day, seven days a week to certain facilities and get the care that you need. I also want to share 
all of our doctor offices typically have very comfortable environments. Um, not every um, hospital or clinic throughout the world is as comfortable as what we tend to enjoy. And when you look at the stats, the U.S. has some of the best uh, statistics in the world for surviving a heart attack, stroke, and cancer. We have uh, a huge development, research, innovation all around medical care. So as you listen to today's conversation really revolving around insurance, I want you to kind of reflect on what you can do in your own personal life and in your own personal family to make healthy choices, uh, make preventative doctor visits, um, dental visits, and live a very healthy life. That will help you control your insurance costs because as we know, insurance costs are just going up, up, up. Um, so with that, I'm going to take a moment and welcome uh, first Jim Larson, part of Health Markets. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for having me, Jean. Um, share a little bit about you and Health Markets so they understand where your knowledge is coming from today. Well, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. Um, Health Markets is an incredible organization that partners with multiple carriers. So I am what's considered a broker, and I've got access to just about all the products that are available in the state of Wisconsin when it comes to under 65 insurance, over 65 insurance, but with a specific focus on individual benefits. So we're working with business owners and we're working with individuals that are seeking private health insurance if they're not covered through their employer's sponsored group plan or if they are retired and they're looking for solutions to their Medicare insurance. Uh, with health markets, we've got access to so many carriers and so many options that what we do is we get to sit with our clients face-to-face, -face, do a bit of a, a needs analysis process, if you will, that allows us to help find the right product for that situation and for, for each conversation. It's really, believe it or not, being this deep into the insurance business, it is uh, actually a very rewarding and a very fun position to hold because... Believe it or not, there, there are solutions out there that are helping people quite a bit right now and, and proud to be one of the people delivering those options. So when you look at the insurance industry and you hear about um, the Affordable Care Act and the different changes and um, insurance companies that are dropping out of the Affordable Care Act, um, what do you think, give a little prediction, uh, what do you think is going to happen with that based on what you hear working in the industry day to day? Well, it's, uh, it's going to create a lot of frustration. It's going to create a lot of stress. But as, uh, as our public, as our society has always done, we create options and we find solutions. So, yes, there are, there are more carriers, unfortunately, dropping out of the market as far as the under 65, the Affordable Care Act benefits go, there are less options than there were last year. Um, and there are still some announcements to come, unfortunately. There are still some carriers that haven't announced that they're going to not be taking enrollment for 2018. But that being said, there are also carriers that haven't announced that they're expanding for 2018. Because just like I said, when, when, when we have... When we have issues, we tend to create solutions. That's that's what our, that's what I call it capitalism. Call it, uh, you know, call it call it what you will. But there there are always options, and this year is is no exception. Uh, I've seen, 
And I've heard through the grapevine that prices for the under 65, the the Affordable Care Act is getting less affordable. Uh, Prices are going up. But again, there are more companies that are uh, creating new options as alternatives to the Affordable Care Act, plans that are exempt from the Affordable Care Act, and uh, just alternative strategies to the Affordable Care Act. But again, that's that's what it comes to making sure that you're working with a, a licensed agent that has more than one or two options. And to try to figure all this out on your own in the library is uh, a, a very tall task. So I would certainly recommend if you're, you know, hopefully you reach out to a health markets agent. But if you don't, certainly reach out to a licensed insurance advisor or an agent to make sure that you're understanding all of the options because they are changing so quickly. And I see, Jim, um, we're lucky enough to have one of your licensed agents with us. Um, That's Todd Feltz. Todd, do you want to take a moment and say hello and share a little bit on how you work with health markets and the clients that you touch? Thank you, Gene. I also appreciate you having us here today. Um, Yeah, I'm also a broker with uh, with health markets. Uh, With that, though, I think a big part of our job is is the advisor part of it. not only are we there, uh, there's so many questions going around um, today that you know people just want someone to talk to that knows what's going on. And I think that's a huge part of our business. That's what I enjoy about it, um, being able to, to clear things up for people, um, help them along the process, and just giving an idea of, uh, of what they need to do and how they need to navigate through it. Well, thank you, Todd. And as we talk today, we're going to learn more and more how you touch those clients and add to their knowledge base on what's right for them and their family. Before we take a break, I just want to talk about the pre-65, because we've touched a little bit on the Affordable Care Act. Um, When you're pre-65, I know you have a choice. You could go to the market, and that's what it's called, right? The market is the Affordable Care Act. Marketplace. The marketplace. And when I go to the market, I can see there might be a couple providers offering insurance through the Affordable Care Act, such as, um, who might I find out there today? Today, you're going to find Network Health. You're going to find Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative. Uh, You might still see some options in 2017 for carriers like Molina and Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, even though they're exiting and won't be offering coverage for January 1st. All right. So I would go through the process of reviewing what they offer and my costs. Um, Could I also go to uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield myself and try and get insurance, or does it have to be done through the marketplace if I'm pre-65? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. If If you're under 65 and you're looking for individual insurance, you can go to the marketplace, which is also healthcare.gov. Yeah, that's kind of an interchangeable title. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, healthcare.gov is also considered the marketplace. And that's where people go to find all of the options available that you can also get a subsidy. So that is where your income is a factor. If you want to go directly to the carrier, for example, Blue Cross Blue Shield or Network Health, if you want to go directly to their company website, you can apply and you can obtain coverage directly from the source. However, you don't have any conversation about your income. So the calculation that could generate a subsidy is not part of that conversation. Good to know. So it's always probably the first place you should look is at that website, healthmarkets.gov. Healthcare.gov is the official website. 
healthmarkets.com is where you can find <laughs> an agent to help you navigate that website. Thanks for clarif- clarifying that. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, pre-65, and then our focus is really going to be on Medicare. Um, we know open enrollment is right around the corner, and people are starting to think, what do I need to do for my insurance? Um, should I make a change? Shouldn't I? So with that, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Our guests today are Todd Feltz and Jim Larson, part of Health Markets. Um, and we're learning about the insurance industry. Um, and the rest of this show today is really going to focus on Medicare and how that works. And we thought it'd be timely to have Health Markets on the radio today, only because we've got some dates coming up. Um, and they're big dates, and I'll let uh, Todd and Jim share why October is such a big deal in the insurance industry. So, um, Todd, share with yeah. me, why is October such a big deal? Well, that's when they start uh, open enrollment, what they call open enrollment, and that gives uh, people the ability to change their plans, uh, make changes, and review plans for next year because uh, plans are, are always changing from year to year. Um, they have been getting better, and things look a little better on the Medicare side. And also, um, if they find that they're happy with what they have, then they can stay in it, and it just rolls to the next year. So what are these dates in October? Um, open enrollment officially starts on the 15th, and that runs till December 7th. Um, I had to think about that. but uh, So yeah, it, there's not a lot of time to do it, but it's, it's a great time because then, that's like I said, people can make their changes then and, um, or just stay with what they have. Perfect. So let's just get into the basics of Medicare. And um, then we'll get into why people want to reach out to individuals like you. Um, who's eligible for Medicare? I know everybody's gonna, going to think everybody's 65 and older, but there's some other people or other parts of our community that are eligible for Medicare. Who are those people? There's there's a, a couple of options to become eligible for Medicare. Uh, typically, it is for individuals that are 65 years or older. Uh, you can also qualify for Medicare if you've been on disability for 24 months. If you have some type of disabling uh, diagnosis, some type of letter from a doctor, essentially Social Security has deemed you as disabled, once you have been completely disabled for 24 months, regardless of age, you become eligible for Medicare. So it helps with some of the doctor bill expenses and some of those medical costs because Medicare is a rather robust program. So although it's typically reserved for individuals that are considered seniors, uh, you can also have access to it under the age of 65 if you've got a disability. If you've got end-stage renal disease, then you're qualified for Medicare at any age. Good to know. So when you think of Medicare, there's several coverage options. And um, during one of the seminars you provided to our clients, we talked about the alphabet. And there's part A, part B, part C, D. And I know the parts go on and on and on, but we're going to focus on the parts that affect the Wisconsin individuals. Um, would you, who would like to take a moment to talk about part A? What is part A uh, coverage? Part A, part A covers hospitals. 
Uh, a and B are considered original Medicare. That's where you're going to get your, your government-issued health insurance is going to show up, and it's going to be Part A and B. As long as, you've, as long as you've qualified for it and as long as you've signed up for it, depending on your individual situation, again, lean on a licensed insurance agent to make sure that you don't overlook the many details. But Part A covers hospitals. Part B covers doctors and outpatient procedures. Between the two of those, that's considered original Medicare. And then what you have is 80% coverage. What that really means is you've got 20% of your medical bills are your responsibility with no cap. That's exactly why all these other letters enter the equation, Gene, is because you can choose optional plans like Part C or like Part F to fill in some of those gaps and kind of give you a little bit more security than just having 80% of your bills covered. So let's go back to Part A just for a moment. If I am 65 and older and signing up for Medicare, do I pay a premium for Part A? Part A does have a premium, but it's not something that's collected on a monthly basis. Most people consider Part A as free. Now, it's not it's not free for everybody. But there's, there's, of course, exceptions to every rule. But Part A is guaranteed coverage because you've been working. If, if you've been working, and, and most of us have here in Wisconsin, we typically get our first job around the age of 13 or 14, but uh, there's a little piece that comes out of every paycheck, and it goes towards the Medicare funding. Part A is, is, is covered by that. So when you get Part A, you have no additional expense. Then you get Part B. Part B does have an expense, and for 2018, they've set it at $134 per month, and that is adjustable depending on your income. If your income is relatively high, then you'll be expected to pay more than 134. And if your income is low, then there are of course programs that are available to help offset that cost. So part C is a separate type of coverage. Um, Correct. Go into a little bit about part C. Part C is commonly referred to as Medicare Advantage plans. Those are not provided through the federal government. Those are provided through private sector companies, and those are purchased on your own accord. Um, part C, what that does is it, it, it takes over for Part A and B, and it kind of gets all of your claims to be processed through the insurance company of your choosing, as opposed to having your claims processed through the federal government, through CMS, and through Medicare. So there's many, many companies, to name a few Aetna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Humana, United Healthcare, Network Health, WPS, all these companies offer Part C plans. They have an additional premium, and then they limit that 20% exposure. So instead of having, you know, instead of, instead of just guessing how much it's going to cost to pay 20% of the cost, then you've got a Medicare Advantage plan. You've got Part C there to, to limit your exposure, give you co-pays, and give you a real handle on what your worst-case scenario might be for that current year. And Medicare Part C is going to differ for everybody based on their zip code, meaning if I live in uh, zip code 90210, and I say that jokingly. you probably got a pretty nice house. Right. <laughs> but if I live in Waukesha, my Part C might be very different than if I live in Milwaukee. My Part C um, coverage or providers may be different. And even the premium based on True. the rates of the individuals that live in that zip code. So um, what's interesting is I, I don't think people realize your premiums are really 
based on the pool of individuals being insured and their potential risk of needing health coverage. So if you are in a zip code where there's, um, you know, uh, substantial older people with chronic illnesses, your premiums might be higher than if you lived in another zip code where it was 20-year-olds going to college. It's true. It's true. It's also, it's also affected by the amount of providers in that area. If you are in a, an extremely rural area with only one major acute care hospital in the area, then they only have those usual and customary charges to work with and there's less competition as opposed to if you are in an extremely populated area with many many hospitals then uh, you know just just like anything else competition helps price good to know well if anybody would like to reach out to Todd Feltz he can be reached at 414-801-7949 with that, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to learn more about Medicare and what we should be thinking about as open enrollment is right around the corner. Again, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you'd like to reach out to me, I can be reached at 262-691-3200. Or check out our website at ellenbecker.com for you to learn more about our upcoming events and to read what's happening in the market as well as our firm. Today we're lucky to have two individuals who are part of Health Markets um, join today to talk about Medicare. And we have Jim Larson and Todd Feltz. And we just talked about Part A, B, and C. And for this segment, I want to shift to Part D. Um, and Part D, to no surprise, D for drug, is really the part that covers prescription drugs. And um, share with us why this is so important. And talk to us a little bit about if you don't sign up for this, there might be some penalties. Sure, I'd be, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Gene. Uh, part D, just like you said, Part D is for drugs. It is it's required coverage that is provided through private sector companies. So the government doesn't offer a plan for you as much as they require you to find a plan to cover the cost of your prescription drugs. Um, very, very important to make sure that you have the right plan because those costs vary from plan to plan. Uh, different companies look at different drugs with different expenses. So again, uh, very important to make sure that you're using a trusted reliable resource, and I'm, of course, referring to a licensed agent with health markets. Uh, with, with Part D, there's a couple of different things that go into, in, into consideration. You could have a deductible. Uh, some plans have deductibles that don't start until Tier 3 or 4 medications. Some plans have deductibles right off the very get-go. Let me just stop you. When you talk Tier 3, Tier 3, or 4, what are these tiers? Each, that, that's a good question, and that's uh, it's it's part of it's part of what we've done inside the insurance industry to keep everybody confused. Uh, <laughs> and of of course, I'm I'm kidding. But what it really comes down to is different. All all of these companies have what they call formularies, and that's like a giant phone book full of medications. These medications are ranked in tiers, and that is typically associated with cost, also with the well, with the date of birth for the drug, a brand new drug can sometimes end up in tier three or tier four, uh, as opposed to run-of-the-mill drugs can end up being tier one or tier two, often generic medications 
are you know can be cheaper and can often be considered as tier one or tier two, but each each drug is put into their specific category, and that category affects the different copay that you might be responsible for. Good to know. So there's something called um, senior care for drugs, and this is a drug plan that's offered for seniors that might be in a low income situation. Can you share, if we have any listeners out there today that are thinking, you know, my income might um, qualify me for the senior drug option. What is that called and how could they research that? It's uh, it, that's a that's an awesome question, and it's also an equally awesome program that's available for Wisconsin residents. Uh, so fortunately, we live in Wisconsin; we've got access to this program. It's called Senior Care of Wisconsin, and if you plug that right into your search engine, it'll take you right to the website that'll show you that it is it is based off of income, but not exclusive to income. Uh, if you if you have a relatively low income, you can qualify for additional help on this program that will give you additional discounts on prescription drugs. However, it's also a program that is accessible for people that may or may not, well, typically may not take a whole lot of prescription drugs, and they want to make sure that they've got some level of safety net there in case their, in case their health needs change, they'd have access to drug coverage. It's a, it's a very cool program. It's not offered through any private sector or insurance company. It is directly through the state of Wisconsin. And licensed insurance agents hopefully have lots of information to share with you on it. So I'm spending a lot of time on the drug plan because we are required to have uh, prescription drug coverage. Correct. And this plan that we're talking about, you're, you're, you're right, is a low-cost plan for individuals who are on few or no medications today who need the coverage, number one, to meet the requirement by the government of having prescription coverage, and also to meet the need if they find themselves in a situation where they um, suddenly need prescription drugs, they have that coverage. Um, Share with us, what is the penalty if I choose not to have any prescription drug plan? Now, I'm going to step back because some insurance uh, supplement programs have a drug plan built into it, correct? Yes. So this is for individuals that don't have a drug plan as part of their supplement program. Um, What is the penalty if you are uh, 65 and older and you do not have a a drug plan? The penalty is is calculated, and and I'm not going to give you numbers or specific percentages, but but how how it really works is they they the the federal government they calculate the penalty based off of. When did you get Part A and B? When were you originally eligible for Medicare? And then how long has it been? Literally, how many months has it been since you've had what they consider an approved, credible amount of prescription drug Part D coverage? Uh, if, if it is 11 months, then you are assessed the 11-month penalty that will be applied to your cost of drug coverage for the remaining balance of your entire life. I've got a couple of clients that were simply unaware of that, and they are well into their 70s, and they are now purchasing a drug plan for the first time because now they need it. So now that they're purchasing a, well, for example, they're purchasing a $20 drug plan, their monthly premium can be north of $75 a month because they're paying a penalty for all of the months that they did not have drug coverage. So very important to understand 
whether or not you have drug coverage right now and how you can access drug coverage to avoid that penalty in the future. So that is huge, and that's exactly why I wanted to bring this up. If you are out there, um, again, some su- many, many supplement programs have a drug um, package as part of its um, coverage, but always confirm that you do because, again, it's not a one-time penalty. It's a penalty for the rest of your life. Um, before we close this segment, um, we hear about this donut hole. And um, the numbers can get confusing, and we're not going to get into all the numbers. But share with our listeners, what is this donut hole, and how does it work? The uh, the donut hole, again, kind of goes back to my earlier joke about all the different things that we do in the insurance industry to keep people confused. Uh, the, do- the donut hole seems to be one of those. But uh, I'm, I'm real excited to, to be honest about the fact that the donut hole has been shrinking. It's been shrinking, and the coverage has been improving over the last few years, uh, and, and very excited to be able to share that with my clients and some of the people that I've been meeting as of recently. But what it is, is the donut hole is essentially, a, it's a time frame, or it's a, it, it's, a, it's a time during the year where you get larger discounts on your medications instead of having access to co-pays. Uh, basically, you start off the year and you've got access to your deductible and your co-pays. Once your total cost of drugs has hit a specific dollar amount, uh, and it's $3,700 for 2017, once your total cost of drugs hits $3,700, then you are entered into the donut hole, where instead of having access to co-pays for, say, example, you go pick up your medication, it's only $5.00. Well, that's typically, that's your copay. Once you're in the donut hole, instead of being responsible for a $5 copay, you might be responsible for 50% of the cost of your medication. Uh, Then you've got a little bit of a gap to fill in in that gap once your drug cost hits just shy of $5,000. Then you get into what's called the catastrophic coverage area, and you pay much, much less for those prescription drugs uh, 5% or just a few dollars, depending on which is, uh, which is greater. But the, the cool part is, is with, with the changes that have gone on in regulation, the changes that have gone on in legislation, that donut hole continues to shrink. The discounts that are available to the, our citizens during that donut hole it continue to increase. So we're seeing less and less financial issues because of the donut hole. It's very important to understand what it is, but also important to understand that it's not as horrifying as people make it out to be. Good to know. With that, let's take a break. Again, if you'd like to reach out to Todd Feltz, he can be reached at 414-801-7949, and we'll be right back. To Money Sense, I'm Jean Range, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. You can reach me at 262-691-3200. I'm going to encourage everybody to check out our website or visit our website, ellenbecker.com, and there you'll find some details about our firm as well as our upcoming events. Our guests are uh, Jim and Todd. They're from Health Markets, and we've had a great conversation around insurance, and our last segment really focused on prescription drugs. And before we jump into this segment, I want to give Jim a moment to talk about prescription drugs and what that conversation looks like and why um, it looks this way. Three, two, one. 
Our last segment really focused on the drug prescription part of Medicare. And I just want to give Jim an opportunity to talk about uh, that conversation when he's working one-on-one with clients because there's kind of a unique facet to this. Yeah, there, there, cer- there certainly is. You, you opened the show, Gene, talking about how it's more important than ever to be a savvy consumer. It's more important than ever to understand your options. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing at Health Markets is trying to empower our clients trying to empower our community to make these decisions. Uh, when, when we're talking about Part D and when we're talking about drugs, it's, it, it might, well, I know it surprises my clients, it surprises me, but there are rules in place that it, licensed insurance agents have to follow. And one of the rules that a licensed insurance agent has to follow is I'm not allowed to ask my clients what medications they're taking. That's funny because my premium would be based on the medications I'm on. It's true. It's, it's incredibly important information, and I'm not allowed to talk to my clients about it. Now, I understand why, and just a, a little bit of a backstory. It, agents aren't allowed to ask why because, unfortunately, there's people that would judge, and there's people that would steer different products based off of what could still be considered a pre-existing condition. But what it really comes down to is in order to protect yourself and in order to make sure that you are getting the best plan possible, you need to make sure that you bring up your medications to the agent. You need to make sure that whatever's important to you, don't be shy and make sure your voice is heard. If you've got medications that are very expensive, make sure your agent understands that that's a priority for you because unfortunately it is against the rules for the agent to say, so what medications are you taking? So just just as a tip, as it, when you're meeting with your agent, if you've got a list of medications or if you've got some things that are very important, uh, don't be shy. Uh, create the conversation and make sure you're in control of your medication costs. That's a very important topic that we needed to discuss. We're going to shift gears a little bit, and I'm going to ask um, Todd to take a moment and talk about some of the different terms and phrases that you as a consumer should be familiar with as you're sitting down with an agent. And we hear things like PPO, HMOs. What are those? Well, that's a great question because there are a lot of acronyms. There are a lot of things in the insurance uh, world that we say that people don't know uh, what that means. Uh, co-pays, co-insurance, MOOPs, which is maximum out-of-pockets, deductibles, things like that. And then also the PPO, HMOs. There's also POSs, PFF. S's. So there's all kinds of different uh, acronyms that uh, are used. But uh, the two base, uh, basic ones are the PPOs and the HMOs. Um, PPOs uh, tend to have a tendency to be able, you can go in or out of your network. Uh, they will still give you care for that. You may pay a little more of a copay if you do go out of your network, but you can still go there and get coverage. HMOs kind of work in a little different way. You need to stay in your network. If you do go out of your network, you are liable to be able to pay 100% of that bill. And when you refer to network, that's just the group of doctors or hospitals that I can go to. Absolutely. um, I know... If you do choose an HMO, you are confined to yep. working with that organization, yep. Absolutely, which that, might work out well if all my doctors are part of that network. Yep. Do, do networks change every year? Um, they do. Yep, absolutely. Um, couriers come in and out and they change networks. They change where they're going to have plans and absolutely they change every year. And that's why it's great to sit down with an advisor every year at this time and look at that. Perfect. Let's talk about the process and what that looks like when you sit down with a client and start reviewing insurance. 
Um, give us an idea of what that meeting looks like. Well, what we do is we, we sit down and try to have an educational conversation, uh, try to learn as much as we possibly can about our clients. With health markets, we focus very hard on face-to-face conversations, uh, having eye contact to make sure that we understand our clients' needs. So the process is typically, we, whether you're meeting at one of our local offices, we're meeting you at a coffee shop, or we're meeting right at your dining room table, uh, a health markets advisor is going to sit down with you and talk to you about what your needs are, what your desires are, and what your goals are. And then we're going to be able to show you the full buffet of the plans that are available in your county and the plans that you have access to. It's a, it's a personal, intimate process, and the services that we offer are completely free of charge. It's very important to understand that that level of service doesn't affect the cost of your insurance. As we're sitting in your home or you're sitting in our office, uh, the, the price of the plan is the price of the plan, and there's no adjustment because of a health markets agent helping. So if I purchase this plan through you or through uh, another organization, it's going to be the exact same price. That's correct. So you get compensated. How do you get compensated for your time and knowledge? The agents get paid a commission based off of the sale of the product, which again has no effect on the cost of the product. So if you go directly to XYZ Insurance Company and you order their plan, which is, for example, $25 a month, you can go right to a health markets agent and you can get the exact same plan, the exact same price with a local cell phone number to an agent that's going to help you as opposed to just the 800 number on the back of your insurance card. So we just have a couple minutes left, and I, I thought I'd close today's show with a, a, a question. And it'd be great to learn what keeps you up at night when you think about the health insurance industry. Quite a few things. Quite a few things. That's a, that's a heavy-duty question. And uh, the, the biggest thing that's keeping me up at night right now is the fact that these enrollment periods have shortened in time. Through federal regulation, they are giving all of us less time to make these decisions. So what's keeping me up at night right now is the fact that I've got too many people to see and not enough time to see them. Hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully I can maximize my efficiency and get this done in the, in the small amount of time they've allowed us. So again, if anybody would like to reach out to Todd, he can be reached at 414-801-7949. And I have to share, I have learned just a ton about this health insurance industry, about health markets and Medicare. And I'm going to encourage all the listeners today to pull out their policies and start reviewing them along with their medications and scheduling an appointment to make that informed decision on their health insurance needs. With that, um, I want to say thank you for spending some time with us. Don't forget Money Sense airs Saturday from 2 to 3 and Sunday from 12 to 1. As always, we hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well.
Your EIG Wealth Advisor can help you control risk, make sure your estate plan is in order, and help you understand your financial plan during retirement. But we can't control one of the largest drains on your portfolio during retirement. That's your health. For that, we'd like to share expert cooking tips and health wisdom from a local expert, Chef Michael Becker. So stay tuned. Hello, my sensible friends. After your fix of money sense, let's focus on your most valuable asset, which is your health. So with that, I'll say welcome to Food Sense. I am your culinary host and partner, Chef Michael Fecker. Today, I want to cook. I want to get into my comfort zone and cook. We'd stop talking about gadgets and pots and pans. And I want to focus on legumes because it is an ingredient we usually don't work with a lot, which are basically a lot of beans. This one is going to be an Indian curried garbanzo beans. Garbanzos have a beautiful nutty flavor and very buttery texture. And when cooked a lot and overcooked, they're a great thickening agent for thickening sauces. This recipe you can make in advance and freeze in small batches so you can defrost and enjoy. I always want you to be a guest in your own kitchen. The recipe, we're going to start with a list of ingredients. One cup of dried garbanzo beans. Four cups of water. One bay leaf. Two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one teaspoon of ground cumin, two teaspoons of ground masala, one teaspoon of ground coriander, half teaspoon of organic turmeric, which is absolutely a magical ingredient, four cloves of garlic or more if you wish, natural antibiotic, why not? So is the onion, which is one medium yellow, two tablespoons of ginger, peeled and finely grated, one serrano chili with the veins and the seeds removed so that way it does not mess with your Tummy, three cups of vegetable stock, one 12 ounce can of organic diced tomatoes or crushed tomatoes, four tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, and uh, one bunch of fresh cilantro. Remember, never use bottled lemon juice. That is not lemon juice. It has no qualities whatsoever. Now for the directions. I hope the list does not intimidate you and keep it simple. We're going to place the garbanzo beans and the bay leaf in a medium saucepan and cover with the four cups of water. The ratio is always one part beans, four parts liquid. Then we're going to bring it to a boil and reduce to a simmer and simmer for 10 minutes. We instantly rehydrated those beans and made them nice and soft, but not fully cooked. Then we're going to drain, rinse, and set the beans aside. In that same pan, you're going to add the extra virgin olive oil and heat on medium. Add your cumin, gram masala, which is the mixture of many different uh, spices in the Indian cuisine, the coriander, which is the seed of the cilantro plant, turmeric, the onion, garlic, ginger, and chili, and cook for about five minutes. You are infusing that beautiful oil. Can you smell that? Can you smell it? You're infusing that oil. Then we're going to add the lemon juice and stir. Why? We're going to reduce the acidity of the lemon juice by adding it into that oil. Add diced tomatoes and cook for about five minutes so we bring the marriage together. Up to that point, they're dating. Now they start getting married. We're going to increase the heat, add the garbanzo beans that we're setting aside, and we're going to bring it to a boil. Then we're going to reduce it to a simmer, and now allow it to simmer slowly so there's no boiling going on. Otherwise, the pores of the ingredient over opens, and there's mushy on the outside and never cooks on the inside. And after you check the doneness, if it needs a little bit more cooking, Add a little bit more liquid, which could be water or the vegetable stock, and cook it for more. You are the best thermometer. You can tell exactly what is right. 
Now remember, my friends, garbanzos, the fiber found in garbanzos, 65 to 75% of that fiber is insoluble. That means it does not digest completely and is an amazing cleanser for your digestive system. You got to make it a part of your everyday diet. Look at this recipe, make this recipe and enjoy it over rice. Now, until next week, what I want you to do is try this, connect with me on chefbecker.com and let me know how your recipe turned out or ask me anything you wish. Don't forget about the five F's. And what is that? Faith, family, food, friends, and of course, Fecker. Talk to you soon. If you would like more of Chef Becker's recipes and food tips, go to ellenbecker.com and click under the resource tab.